You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the fifth year podcast. As always, Clint Maxey, Zach Willie, and Parker Biggs here. Uh, fun week seven that we just got through. Another big week of college football ahead. Uh, we're going to look back on Tennessee, Bama, Oklahoma State, TCU, uh, Utah, USC, and more. Uh, really, really excited weekend uh, we just had. Um, yeah, let's hop right in with uh, Pokes blowing a 17-point lead to TCU. Yeah, uh, I'll just let you take the floor on this one. Welcome, see, welcome to the welcome to Losers Club. Welcome to Losers Club. Yeah. You guys should see the smiles on their faces right now. It's like nasty stuff. Like they're just so eager to talk about an OSU loss. Um, it wasn't good. Like <laughs> they jump out early 14-0 lead, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna beat the shit out of these guys. Um, that obviously did not happen. Um at first, it's really easy to say play calling was conservative, right? And I was blowing that 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 whistle uh certainly in the second half but the offense just wasn't good it's it's easier to say play calling was conservative when nothing works um gundy said it after the game he's like we couldn't run the ball yeah that makes play calling look conservative if you can't start any drive with if you are forced to throw it every play and tcu's got good corners um tomlinson hodges i think or hodges tomlinson yeah Um, he's really good and then the other kid they have um Newton, I think, is the name of the other corner. He's a grad transfer from somewhere, transfer portal kid, but they're good at DB. So that was a little – I mean, we just couldn't move the ball. I think part of it is the O-line, and then the other part is also maybe Dom Richardson, who runs incredibly hard. He's not um, a big play back necessarily. He's not going to like – I think OSU – I heard a stat on the radio. This is the least amount of 20-play runs they've had to this point in the season in like 10, 12 years. So they've been pretty fortunate running back to have some explosiveness. I don't know if they have that with Dom. He is the most reliable ball carrier though. And there's something to be said about that. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Ollie Gordon and Jaden Nixon get a couple more carries Saturday against Texas. I would say there's one NFL back on that roster and it's not Dom Richardson. Yeah, it's it, it's probably Ollie. It's probably yeah, it's probably Ollie. Like if um, there's one from what we yeah from what we've seen so far. Guy, yeah, um, from what we've seen so far, it'll be interesting too. So Spencer, there were a lot of rumors all week, um, surrounding his health. Not like to scoop anything, and now it's kind of out there because Gundy told ABC, but his shoulder. I had heard his shoulder was bad. He had a bad. He had a bad throw. We didn't know if it was his throwing or non-throwing. And he had been in a splint, and practice was limited. But that was all up in the air. Nobody knew if there was any truth to that. And then you, I started seeing rumors about his ankle being being messed up come game time. He looked incredibly sharp the first two drives. The first quarter, he looked half. He looked fantastic. Um, second half, he actually had to throw Braden Johnson on a crossing route. And so typically Spencer Sanders, for those who watch him, they know on deep balls, he if he misses, it's an overthrow, not an underthrow. This one, if he overthrows Braden Johnson, it's a touchdown. But he underthrew it. TCU gets an interception. Game changes. OSU settles for two field goals in the second half. 
Um, the offense just wasn't great. People can pick on the defense if they want, but they were out there so often. I can't really get mad at them. Uh, it was, it was, they were out there way too many plays. Yeah. I mean, from what I could tell, I thought the defense, I mean, held their own. You can only, you know, Johnson is there a, so many times. Quint, and Quentin Johnson a, is, he forces you to put so much attention on him though. That way Duggan can run the ball. I don't think Duggan is that good. I do stand by that. I don't think, I think OSU is the better team and maybe that's me being biased. Um, I don't know if TCU is actually that good. Uh, Gundy kind of, I mean, he said he got out coached um, in the second, in the fourth quarter. So I'll, I'll take his word for it. There was a weird deal with the substitute rule. So, you know, how if offense subs, defense gets a chance to run guys out there. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma state is really good at exploiting it. So they taking their if, time getting back out. If, there. Yeah, if somebody subs late, they basically walk to the sidelines. Well, in the first half, we were doing that <laughs> very successfully. Like they got to delay a game and had to burn a timeout, and Dykes started flipping out. And then at halftime, it felt like it changed, and like they were only giving us like X amount of time to get guys on and off. And we got caught twice, which I do think as a staff, Mike's got to be like, all right, look, they've changed how they're going to call it. We got to go. We got to go quick. Um. Or maybe he's got to complain a little bit more. I'm not sure. The only thing I thought he should have done better, I mean, or the glaring thing, in overtime, when you're the road team and you have zero momentum, I would have gone for two. First overtime, gone for two, been done with it. Um, he said he didn't want to burn a two-point conversion play because they would have had to go for two the next series anyway, which I get that. But at the same time, they had nothing going. Should have definitely just gone for two. You either win or you lose right there. But yeah, Texas next Saturday, and we'll talk about it. But it doesn't get any easier in the Big 12. There's no, there's no letdown weeks. Nobody's a pushover this year. So, no, there's, there's not a single game that you can go in feeling super confident about for anyone. Right. Um, what are your, I mean, do you think TCU is the, like, do you, would you say TCU is the team to beat in the Big 12 right now? Or, I mean, I guess if you go by record, they are, but like, I yeah, think OSU not, and Texas are both better than them. I agree. I'm not sold on uh, Baylor anymore. I, I see a lot of um, the analytics people I think and it's Stucky. I'm going to loop him in on this. Our guest um, a couple of pods ago, he says OSU is a bunch of frauds and that they're a good team, not a top ten team, and that might be true. But you start pulling stats out like expected win percentage. That's a fake stat. Like that's not a like they didn't win the game. So the it should be zero. They did like Texas Tech's win percent expected win percentage was um, like 50% or 52% against OSU. They didn't win. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So OSU, yeah, I think, do struggle. Expected that doesn't. Like we struggle. We struggle. We struggle defensively. I get that. But um, some national analysts think we're just like dog water. I don't think that's the case. But the, I've said it since last year. The team goes as Spencer goes. If Spencer Sanders is not 100% health-wise, um, that's bad. That's very, very bad. He, I think his shoulder is bothering him, and he would never say that. And he, If they gave him the option to sit or play, he's always going to choose play. That's just the kind of guy he is and the competitor he is. But I think, I think it might be worse than they lead on. Gundy got asked at his presser on Monday if – um, Spencer practiced at all last week because I'm not going to comment on how much my players practice. So the answer to that is no, he did not practice very much last week. <laughs> and he probably won't practice. Somebody asked me if it would get better in a week. No, unless she's sitting doing nothing um, and didn't play Saturday, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. 
that Texas uh, that Texas spread it uh, keeps moving up, doesn't pretty it? Pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, it you, does. you hopped on too early. Yeah, I did. I got it at four and a half. I think it's around a touchdown now, six and a half or seven. Yeah, that thing. I don't. I haven't looked in all day, but when I looked last, it was six and a half. I think it's seven yeah. on that. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I might have to do it again. Gundy's really good in those three. I mean, they covered last week, and even though they lost. Um, they definitely should. That's one OSU I think will want back bad. I mean, they already do, but like when we look at the end of the year, um, I think Quentin Johnson is really good. I think they have some good players on defense. I don't think TCU is the best team in the Big 12, though. Um, I agree. And I think, well, I mean, TCU has another tough one this week against K State. So that's going to be a dogfight. Um, 100%. Yeah. I somebody's mean, coming out of there with a conference, conference plus. Yeah, somebody's coming yeah. out of there with a conference. Now, whoever wins is in oh, whoever the wins driver's is in seat. Great spot. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. K State, are they getting? I mean, if they win this, what a. Uh, well, man, both teams have Texas to play game. still. Yeah. K State's a team that maybe I'm wrong on this. I feel like gives Texas problems. Like, I know. No, they do. I, they I they do because they, they have a similar build to Iowa State. Matt Campbell, say, yeah. that was a really good stat. Matt Campbell against the spread when he's given a touchdown or more, he was like 15 and one now all time. So he's really good. If Iowa State is about projected to get their ass kicked, you should bet Iowa State. I did last Saturday and they played, they should have won the game. They had a pick inside their own 10 or inside the Texas 10. Uh, oh, and that Hutchinson game drop out. was horrible. It was bad. And that's their best player. So, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, arguably the best wide receiver in the Big 12. And he's, um, dropping balls. That was that was also a targeting that uh, that should have been targeting on Texas. Uh, that fumble play. Um, I so at first I was like screaming. I was like, "How is that not targeting?" And then they slow it down. It kind of looked like a shoulder to pad to the helmet. So I couldn't really tell. But um, Decker got messed up pretty bad there. I mean, he fumbled it immediately. I was like, oh, <laughs> "Jack," but I would have fumbled it too. I would have probably just handed it to yeah. the defender so I wasn't hit. But Iowa State played that hard. was a. Uh... That was a shot. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, Texas, okay, outside of the OUN and then battling Bama, which isn't necessarily as impressive right now. We did kind of crown them for the losing close to Alabama, which and, doesn't look as impressive now, Davis, losing close to Alabama. And for shutting out Davis Bevels. Davis Bevels, like, I mean, you guys are rare. But. I mean, look what – the TCU is the exact same thing to OU. I mean, like – I just don't think what they were doing to OU was like they weren't really a good football team at all. They were being a horrible football team. So I think we're putting a lot of stock into that. And Texas will probably benefit from OU winning games here down the stretch. And people will be like, oh, they beat OU 49-0. But you beat an absolutely horrible football team. That was a shell of an actual – what 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 the teams will face later in the year? Do you so want to talk right about? Now, just do you want to talk about the OU game real quick and then go to Alabama, Tennessee? Yeah, because that was obviously a- yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was super super impressed with with Gabriel and his return. Like OU's offense was really good. Like OU had over seven hundred yards. It felt like a game. It felt like a game OU could have won sixty to twenty one. Like it easily could have been like the score. It was a lot. Like OU dominated that game it felt like Kansas never really after the first it got 14-14 and OU exploded in the second quarter and it was really never a, a contest at that point but outside of a couple silly turnovers by, by Gabriel I mean the offense pretty much was was unstoppable I mean it just took OU mistakes was the only way 
thing that was stopping him. Kansas just had no answer. Like Gabriel was hitting everything. Uh, Any concern Eric the defense Gray. looked? Eric Gray, that was his best game. Gosh, before, he's looking so he, good. He he looked incredible Saturday. He's had a a pretty strong year in my opinion. Javante like, Barnes yeah. is looking good too. Hard Barnes runner. Barnes is a good runner. I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah, actually. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. When Gabriel misses, though, man, I know that misses. pick was bad. It's not even close yeah. when he yeah. misses. It's, it makes like, no sense. It, I know because he'll be hitting just like he would hit like dot seven after dot after dot. In a row, and then I just like where did that come? I mean, it's just like not close. Like yeah, he spikes one guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no. So that's definitely uh, in Kansas defense isn't very good either. So, um, but it's still. I think positive sign. The defense, we know they suck, so I think we realize we're probably going to have to get into some shootouts to, to win games. Um, like, there's no, I don't even know what the expectation is, but I mean, I feel like OU has a chance to to win. I feel much better about the, the outlook on the team than I did going into the game. They answered a lot of questions. So, is the no. defense giving up that many to a backup? And now, Jimmy Bean, um, not Jimmy Bean. Um, what's his first name? Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason. Jason Bean, Jimmy Bean played DN for Oklahoma State, but Jason Bean is not your stereotypical backup quarterback. I'd say like him and Chandler Morris are kind of the same boat experience wise yeah. in the Big 12, and he's won a Big 12 game before. So maybe that he's not the best. Is that concerning at all that he just like he looked the OU defense is, is the OU defense? It's, it's horrendous. Like I, it's, I get, it's bad. Yeah, it's very I, bad. They're going to get it, doesn't matter if you put in the yeah, we, we somehow made the, I know they only scored three points, but we made the Akron quarterback look like a like people. Like any quarterback that faces this these DBs is, and defense more so maybe the pass rush is more is probably deserves more of the blame than the DBs. But like anyone's gonna pick apart this defense. Yeah, I mean they just they're not they don't get to you. The defensive backs are not great, so I mean not. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, I felt like for sure dominated the whole game. It was really good to see the offense, like we're just saying, defense is bad. But, man, the offense looked great. And Gray, man, I can't say enough good things Thoughts about on him. The His cuts are insane. His uphill, like if you run into the side and cuts uphill, it's like automatic three yards. Speaking of Gray jerseys, he, I understand looked- the significance behind the jerseys. Did you guys like them? I liked them. No. You don't see Alabama doing that. I actually, I, I don't know. I like I them. Know. They're not. They kind of blend in. You can't really see the numbers too well. But overall, I. Actually I actually like thought them. they were a really clean jersey, and if it wasn't the University of Oklahoma, they would I be more well I, received. I thought they looked fine up close, but I just hate like as a fan watching on TV. I want to be able. To yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to see the numbers. Yeah, that's true. Like that's my problem with it. Like it's as simple as that. I think they look fine. I'm not. A, like I would have, like the dark number on a on a dark jersey just doesn't work. Yeah, now, the significance is very cool, and it's yeah. cool to honor. Um, I can't remember his Prentice name. Which is, Scott. Yep, first yeah. African American player ever to you. That that was a really cool way to honor somebody like that. I think you had a lot of traditionalist fans that were like, "And eh, should just be the red jerseys." I've always said it should just. Oh, you should just wear red and white every year. But um, especially with the rough, are the rough rider jerseys dead? I hope with this yeah, new one they are. I, be, I think they. I think they did. Darn it! Oh, you always win when they wear those. What are <laughs> the you random wood. About? That was. I never understood that. Those were terrible. Nike. Yeah. Whoever sent those in from Nike should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. That. Those were. 
those are all, and I can't, and they just kept trotting them out year after year. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I feel like they always wore them at West Virginia. Yeah. I was about to say that DD oh, yeah. snowy game. That was guaranteed that you were wearing those jerseys at West Virginia. The yeah. DD just truck, just runt plows through the West Virginia defender, takes it like 60 yards. We blew mm-hmm. them out because they turned it over. If you're getting ran over by DD Westbrook, you need to get off <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't be out there. Guy's 130 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, you. They're not. A, they're not a great team, but I think they have a. I think they've got a decent enough offense to to maybe go go win a few games here down the stretch. God, you guys still sound defeated. You even won the game, and you guys sound terrible. You're like, oh, no, I'm happy. We'll, I mean, maybe maybe we'll win I, a game. I don't. know. What we've seen one. I mean, when you lose three in a row, I mean, <laughs> yeah, one game against Kansas isn't gonna totally. Because it's still totally Kansas. Like, Kansas is right. better than usual Kansas, but it's still Kansas. Like, OU it's should out-athlete them all day, every day. Now, yeah. now if OU, OU's got a bye week this week, and if, then if they go into to Ames and, and beat Iowa State on the road, um, I mean, that's going to be a test. Mm-hmm. I mean, that offense is good, though. If the defense gives up points to Iowa State, you have a major, major problem. Not that you didn't already, but, like, if Iowa State lights you up, yeah. something is terribly yeah. wrong. Like somebody so there needs to be a job. Sure. Yeah, there needs to be a job revoked. Like that's bad. You can't have that. Seemed like there were a good amount of young guys on the defense playing. Played some or yeah. overall wasn't yeah, great, from but I some watched, good plays. From what I watched, I did see some young guys getting a lot of reps. Spears Robert Jennings Spears from Jennings. Broken Arrow. Yeah. yeah. He looked good. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. He looked real good. He's a ball player. Um, and then I know he's not a young guy, uh, but CJ Colden, the Wyoming transfer, is playing more. And that pick he had was oh my wild. gosh, yeah. Was he is he the one that tipped it to himself and caught a little yeah. Very yeah. impressive play. That yeah. receiver was so wide open pick too. Of the year, two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That was a freakish. Yeah. Freakish play. Um, all right. Now on to the game of probably the year. Uh Tennessee uh, knocking off Bama for the first time since 06. Um, and then just a wild scene after the game. Uh, Bama's defense, whew, they are uh, – that defense has some bad. major holes. Yeah. They're really, bad. really bad. Their secondary has been bad all year, though, is the thing. Like, that wasn't out of nowhere. It's not your right. typical Alabama secondary. Like, Mika Fitz, Fitzpatrick isn't back there. Defending or D right. Milner, like it's not those guys anymore. No, and I mean this is Bama could have three losses at this point in the year. I mean they escaped Texas, they escaped Texas A and M. I think that I mean they're still the team that beat in SEC West. I would say no doubt about that. But um, I don't think. Yeah, I, Ole Miss is typical. Good. Yeah, no. They, I mean, they might get exposed this weekend. It's definitely not your typical saving team. They had seventeen penalties <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. That is they, not like a saving team at all. Lead the country in total penalties. That is bad. They are the most penalized team in the country. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hyatt have, also is their, the owner of the secondary. That was That's one of the most wild stat lines I've seen. Six catches, 270 yards, <laughs> 207 yards, and five touchdowns. He was just running Six straight. Catches, like, there was nothing special yeah. about his routes. He was just like, oh, I'm going to run around you. Looks like OU's defense against TCU. So what would have to happen for Hendon Hooker to get? And that pick was bad, but they they won the game. So and that's first pick all year, I think, right? 
Um, he has 15 yeah, touchdowns and a pick now. He he throws Down a beautiful right. deep ball. What would have to happen for him to win the Heisman? Because when we had Brett Not Murphy on, he was saying the Heisman's won in the last, what, four or five weeks, if that. So Tennessee's yeah. going to have to win out. They're going to have to go to the SEC yeah. title game, maybe win that, make the playoff for Hendon Hooker to be in New York and, and win the Heisman Trophy. If, if they beat Georgia and he, play, and he just plays well down the stretch, he's for sure going to be in, in New York. Like if they, if they make it to the SEC title game, because I yeah. think you vote you, you vote right after the conference titles. Is that when it is? Yeah, um, because now it's before the playoff games. They know who's won the Heisman. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think right after. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you don't crap the bed. If you go, if you win out, he probably, if they go undefeated, he's going to win the Heisman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> he'd be the most important player on the most surprise team. I mean, people thought Tennessee would be good. Did they think they'd be beating Bama at home for the first time since uh, 2006? Probably not. Yeah. People thought Tennessee would be good going into this year. He, the hypo hire, and I was throwing hate at it as well, was one of the more uh, – that was not – people – Tennessee fans hated that hire. Do you already know what I'm about to ask? Ago. You know what I'm about to ask? I think you we've hasn't this come up already? It has. But I'm gonna ask up? it again now that he just he just beat Nick Saban. Josh Heupel or Brent Venables? One's an Brent actual Venables. proven head coach. Heupel is a proven head coach. I know. I'm just, I'm Brent Brent Venables. Uh, I think OU fans were tired of the offensive, like, oh, we're just going to score a shit ton of points, not play any defense. Yeah, it's just the thought of – and maybe this is an incorrect thought, and maybe I'm just convinced myself of this, but I'm very confident he's going to bring in elite defense alignment, big SEC yeah, no, type. Yeah, 100%. Defense. So, yeah. And, that, and that's what I think OU, the fan base, wanted, is that, you know, just the opposite of Lincoln Riley, basically. And Josh Eiffel – I mean, I'm not saying personality-wise, or he's obviously different because he won in the last national title um, or quarterback in the last national title to OU. But um, I just think getting away from, from an offensive coach is, is what, what OU fans need, need right now. Um, and I'll, I'll still stick with that. Um, maybe that's crazy considering what Josh Heibel's done. But I don't know. Clint, what, do, you, do you feel the same or you uh, if you flip the – Mm, no, wants to say it's so bad. No, Clint, admit it. Come on. No, I ride with BV. That's all oh, I gotta say. Smiling. Ride with you BV. Guys can't see him. You guys can't see him, but he's smiling. He can't even say it with a straight face. He knows what he wants. Josh Heupel. He I don't have time man. for hypotheticals. I think they're stupid. <laughs> Thank you for confirming. Man. We'll we'll look at this again, and we'll look at this again, and I would say like three years is a, probably the most fair time to yeah reevaluate but- this. And I would say, you know, oh, Heupel's losing his quarterback after this year. They got – I think he was the number three quarterback in the country. He's a long last name. I'm not even going to try they're paying and pronounce. Eight, eight million bucks for or whatever. Yeah, he's like the highest paid NIL player of all time to this point. Yeah. Um, he's a stud, though. Obviously, he hasn't played a single down, and he could stink. But all signs uh, point – I think he's on campus, actually, already. All signs point to him being a freak. And I'm not going to say Tennessee is not going anywhere, but they'll be set at quarterback for a while. and. To run a system like Josh's, you probably need a good quarterback, a smart one. So we'll see. It was a hell of a win. My my thing about like the so people are like, oh, it's probably a fun night to be in the Knoxville bars. That is true. But I've even even in Stillwater, on a big game like that, the bars are already full. So by the time you get out of the bar, you're not getting in when the game's over. Oh, yeah. That's not how that people works. Like you're just flooding the, the street. Yeah, you're just flooding the street or going home and drinking. 
So it was probably an incredible scene, but the people that were at the game, the students and the, and the people that wanted to go out, they didn't get into any bar at all. There's no chance. Just wanted to get a lot that off of my chest. I, I heard Tennessee fans were being, East, being East rude on Saturday night. Yeah, I heard Tennessee fans are being mean, like spitting on Alabama fans. But I mean, who? Yeah, I spitting's saw some not cool. But... Some like Alabama college girl walking. Oh, I saw that. That was actually that was uncalled for. You, you ugly bitch. Yeah, just really mean for no reason. Somebody said that they got spit horrible. on, and I'm like, oh man. I guess I that's mean, what you give when you're the best, though, and you finally when you get have beat. Over, but when you have over 100,000 people, there's going to be some. That stadium's awesome. There. Did I pick Rocky Top in our fight song draft? I think I did. Some it is the, the best yeah, fight song. It's, it, they sang, I saw a video of people singing it at church on Sunday. This might be that's, recency bias, but I think it's the best atmosphere in college football when it's, when, when it's rocking. That's spooky. It is, it is recency bias, have, but it's very much deserved recency bias. But it is, I mean, like we've seen totally that in full, but not, not, and we haven't seen them in like uh, big time games after like October in a long time. Yeah. Yep. But incredible game. That'll be tough to beat for a game of the year. Incredible game. Yeah. Especially if Tennessee goes on to, I mean, Run Tennessee, Georgia has a chance to be a great one too. I'm not so sure Georgia's just going to, I mean, like Georgia can't keep up with them offensively. Now Tennessee's defense is Tennessee offense is legit. Tennessee offense is legit. The defense is just hold on, hope we get a pick. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a lot like the could be a lot like that 2017 OU Tennessee game. Just just shooting like Tennessee can score on anyone, and but Georgia has the athletes to to score. Sterling Sterling scored the winner in that one, didn't he? When did Sterling Shepard score the game? I'm talking. I'm talking about OU Georgia 2017. Oh yeah, that game was awesome. Yeah, the game. I'm saying that's what I could see. The, the Tennessee yeah. Georgia game, okay. like that. Yeah, it's like you know Tennessee scoring at will because their offense is that good, but they're even so bad. And Georgia's athletes are good enough. They're gonna they're gonna make some plays on that that Tennessee defense. Um, and that game's November fifth. So coming up, um, you want to yeah. talk about your boy losing? Old Lincoln Riley. Oh yeah, Lincoln Lincoln. Yeah. Before you uh, you go in, how many excuses can he make? Did he have a lot after the game? Oh, it was the refs' fault. I didn't hear him blame the refs. I do want to say this before you go in on them more. Caleb Williams is the best player in the country. I don't know if he has the best attitude at all times. He's the best quarterback in the country. Some of those throws he makes, man, like he's amazing. The throws are ridiculous, dude. Yeah. It's just like crossing routes, like. He threw one. They tried to – dude, they tried to score. And I, well, I've watched Mike Gundy my entire life, so I don't see this. They tried to score with 20 seconds on the clock before halftime. Oh, I from know. Their own, from their own 15. Like, Lincoln was, was like, dumb. dude, just throw it as far as you can. He was throwing ropes, like, 60 yards in the air. Like, that yeah. he could have, like, put arc under and thrown it further. He was making some throws. I'm just like, geez, Louis. Like, if I'm an NFL team, I'm not picking a, a quarterback this year. I'm waiting, sucking one more year, drafting Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers. He makes like, uh, like Mahomes throws those sidearms across oh his body. Oh my bodies. god, he he is incredible. I don't yeah. know. I do wonder if sometimes uh, he gets babied a little bit because he's like oh, Lincoln's guy, guy, which he for sure does, right? Lincoln does that to all of his quarterbacks, and that doesn't translate to the NFL. And you've seen it with two of his quarterbacks. And Kyler yeah. kind of gets babied, and then so does Baker. And mm-hmm. uh, Jalen was fortunate fortunate to have three years of, of Nick Saban. Yeah, Jalen is he's just he's a dog. He's got it. 
real quick on Jalen, the people are like, what an underdog story. He was like a four-star recruit and went to Alabama. He's not right. an underdog. He just he yeah. just was he a backup. Alabama for, as a friend, yeah, he was right. just a – and then he went to Oklahoma. It's like not – no, there's no underdog. It's just he was very patient and um, got a shot and grinded. But um, Utah, we kind of figured they'd be more physical, right, even though the defense hasn't been what it is historically, especially the rush defense. It was a really another really good game though. If you were willing to stay up and watch it, it I mean, did you? I, you had more stake in it because I know you you have a spot for Utah in your heart. What did you What did you think? Yeah, I mean the it was a uh, a wild game, especially. I mean, the atmosphere was nuts. I think Utah is one of the better, yeah, uh, most underrated atmospheres out out there. They were honoring uh, Aaron Lowe and I forget the other player that passed away. For the, yeah. on their team last year. So they had him on the helmets. So like there was just a lot of energy in the stadium. It kind of felt like it was – it kind of felt the whole time like they were going to find a way. You, yeah. You, USC, yeah. early in that game, kind of – and I felt like took control. Um, but, I mean, Utah never just – never really backed back down. And uh, that tight end, Dalton Kincaid, that guy is – I dang, swear he wasn't even the be- – I swear he wasn't even the better yards. one. I swear he wasn't even in the better one at the beginning of the year. That game against Florida, like Kuth or uh, Quaith, um, he was the better one. Know. Like that was the guy they were throwing to. The I'll pull up his name, um, but he was the better one. Yeah, he is a beast, though. He's uh, he'll probably be. I don't know about a first round draft pick, but pick pretty high. Two hundred thirty four yards from the tie. I mean, I get he was playing out of the slot the whole game, so it's not. And he wasn't exactly down in a. His name is Brant Kuth. Uh, it's K-U-I-T-H-E. He was – like that game against Florida, I was like, this guy is Travis Kelsey. They could not stop him. Him and Kincaid were yeah, both we, lining up in the slot and just could not be stopped. For any of the national media trying to say that USC's defense was decent just because of those turnovers, this is what happens when they don't when they don't turn it. When they over. don't get them, yeah. Rising exactly. just picked them apart, ran all over them. I mean, it was – God, how bad did easy. Texas screw that one up with Cam Rising? I think part uh, of that was his bad. head coach. If he would have had Sark as his head coach, I think things are a little different. Um, yeah. Sark he obviously committed knows. to OU. Did you know that? He was? Yeah, before, before Texas. So who did he flip for? Charlie Strong or Tom Herman? He, I don't know. He, he committed when Lincoln was – I think when Lincoln was the OC. I did um, not know that. Maybe but Texas was, screwed the pooch. No, there. he probably they could have had that point. But. They could have had him the past couple of years and then bring in Ewers and then to Arch Manning, but – Rising's good. Um, he's not like a world beater, but he's a really solid quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's a top 10, 12 quarterback in the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just a gamer, too. Like, watching the Rose Bowl last year, yeah. like, the dude just he, – he's a winner. USC, I don't know where USC goes I, from here. The Pac-12 is pretty good. I open. think – yeah, I look at USC, I mean, a lot like – this USC team, I'm telling you, is not that different than any – of those OU teams. I think they've got a good enough quarterback and good enough weapons that they could still go win the Pac-12 just by scoring a ton of points. I mean, Utah is like, – I mean, that's a solid football team to beat. I get – like, I mean, I mean they almost – that they lost to, but, you know, competed with on the road. So, I mean, I still kind of – like, I think I'm – I took away – I thought Utah was going to pound USC. I thought their physicality was going to – in that environment. So, the fact that USC led that entire game, like, I'm honestly like – hate saying it, but I feel – if I was a USC fan, I wouldn't, like, feel worse about You know about who's really bad at his job, though? And I don't want to get you guys – Alex Grinch is bad. He, like 
he had time to get his guys in, if you want to use that excuse at OU, and like they still stunk. And they got worse. Like not he's not, he's like simply that. not that good at being a defensive coordinator, in my opinion. Maybe I'm an idiot and I don't know the X's and O's well enough because I don't, but I, I can watch a game, see how well those guys tackle and cover people, and then look at the box score and see how many yards they gave up. If you're, it, to me, if your defense is turnover dependent, yeah, probably not that good. Yep. That means you're lucky. Yeah. If that's, if, you know, if, if what people, if your resume is, oh, he forces a lot of turnovers, like a lot of that's luck. Like that's just that's a luck. luck factor. It's luck. He didn't, they, he didn't force turnovers at OU and look what happened. I mean, they weren't good. Pac 12 is wide open, though. Could uh, that yeah. the Big 12, they both might cannibalize each other and neither gets a team in, um, especially with Clemson looking as sharp this as is they a have. Pretty, but it's an entertaining – yeah, there's been a lot of parody this year, which is good. And I think Gundy claims that's due to NIL and transfer portal stuff, which it very well could be. But parody is good for the sport because um, we all – I mean, we all get tired of the same four teams in the playoff and they're about to expand and all that jazz. But um, even if it is Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, let's say Georgia, one of the SEC – two of the SEC schools, it's, it's nice to see some, some other teams – Make it competitive. I think it should have, or um, I think it'd be fun and good for college football of Tennessee. I know everyone's saying that, but just just because they could actually get in and win a national title. A lot of times we're talking about these teams that sh- when they get in the playoffs, they're not going to actually go win some. Tennessee could win the national championship. Yeah, yeah, they score so many points. It's it's tough to stop. Yeah. Speaking um, speaking of so- Michigan. Did you watch any of that game? They beat Penn State forty-one seventeen at home in Ann Arbor. And it should have been. There was a. There's a. Uh, it was not that close. It was not score. that close. Yeah, Michigan. It was. It should have been forty-one to zero. I mean, they kicked their ass. I think it says a lot about Penn State as well. I, I said the whole year. I don't think Penn State's very good. Um, but I mean, they. I think I saw Penn State giving up. Um, uh, 399 rushing yards for the first five games, and they gave up 418 to Michigan. Quorum, that guy's the real – that guy is – He's the best running back in the country. I have that in my notes. Yeah. He's the best running back in the nation. He's so good. He could easily be in New York as well. I don't know if he'd win it. Um, but he's a three-down guy. Like, he, they throw him the ball. He catches it. He's very smooth in, in the past game, and he just doesn't look like he gets tired. I know he threw up Saturday out of nowhere. I don't know if you guys saw that clip. He just blew chunks and then uh, got the ball on, like, fourth down and goal. But he's a beast, man. And J.J. McCarthy definitely gives Michigan a different element um, at quarterback being able to run. Sean Clifford, you're right, though. He just – he knows when to – like, how to make the right plays and, like, when to run. He's just not athletic enough to, like, outrun people. Like, there were a couple of plays he tried to pull it and scramble, and he just got obliterated and, like, caught from behind. He's just not fast enough. I, I think I need yeah. to give Michigan a little bit more credit too. They're maybe a little bit better than I thought. But also Penn State, I'm yeah. not very high on them, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I look at Michigan a lot. I mean, maybe not, maybe like a slight notch above Oklahoma State. Kind of that. They're a similar team. Yeah, but they're high. they're higher. Like, yeah, they're they're like with Clemson for me. I'd put them I in the same group as Clemson, Ohio. Well, Ohio State's one. Alabama. I put Alabama in that tier. So, Clemson. yeah, my second tier would be – I'm going to keep Tennessee in the Tennessee. same tier as Alabama. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. To Agreed. Agreed. Listening. Um, but then the other – while we're on running backs, the second best running back of the country is Chase Brown at Illinois. 
That kid's a mule. They gave him the ball like 40 times last Saturday. He rushed for 200 yards, which, you know, five yards a carry. That's not like fantastic, but um, any college kid that's running it damn near 40 times a game is a, is a tank. It's a lot Bielma. of hits. Bielma's a damn good football coach. He's much better fit in the Big Ten. The Big Ten West is the nastiest division in all of college football. Illinois could win it. Nebraska could win the division. Illinois, Illinois is, I mean, they're, I would assume, the betting favorite at this point. They're in first division. place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very bad division, but it's pretty funny to think one of those teams is going to play. It's like, who is it? Not Purdue. They're in the other division, but like no, Wisconsin. Wisconsin oh, Purdue is? It's not East and yeah. West, is it? Is it Legends and yeah, something yeah. else? Or did they you, get East no, and it's West? East and West. Yeah, it's funny to think like Wisconsin as bad as they are, Illinois, Purdue, or Nebraska could play Ohio State you hear? for a chance yeah. at the Rose Bowl. So, so yeah, Illinois is three and one, Purdue's three and one, Nebraska's two and two, and then Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa one and two, Wisconsin one and three. So that Illinois is nasty. Purdue that's just a disgusting division. Neither of those teams they should have to forfeit against Ohio State. Nobody goes to the Rose Bowl. And this is why conferences are getting those divisions. So you can <laughs> so this avoid. I mean, because there's no reason Ohio State and Michigan um, should not be playing <laughs> in, yeah. uh, for, for the conference championship. 100%. Um, all right. Any other, any other games? I had two um, I want to touch on real quick. Yeah. Baylor stinks. They're bad. It makes the OSU um, loss yeah. look worse. Me saying that they're not good. Things could spiral uh, too without their. I'm assuming Chapin's out for it. Yeah, I don't games. know. He like he. I thought he popped up though. It was a really weird. He does slide super late, and like I know that me that sounds like me being a hater, but he does slide insanely late. I was texting a Baylor fan, like yeah, he does that all the time, where he waits to the last second and slides. So as a defender, it is tough. Um. I will say it was it like frustrated me watching like Tom Fernelli on Twitter was like after OSU beat Baylor it's like well if they put on a neutral site next Saturday Baylor wins it's how do you figure how does that math add up like we beat them in Waco like um, OSU fans have a problem with Fornelli and I agree this is one of the because of that it was, was mainly because yeah, of no, that yeah, that was an insane that's an insane like, like that's, that's a wild thing to say heard. it's like we just beat them how are they going to beat us tomorrow if we play them in Arlington that makes no sense. But it, but the the thing that makes me laugh is the narrative would have been so much different if Baylor had won. It'd be like, look how good Baylor is. They just handled Oklahoma State at home, like, which goes back to the I, fraud I, thing. But I don't, I just don't think Baylor's think that good. For the 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 it's an interesting take on the media. OSU fans really do think that you guys are, you guys really think that like the media gives Baylor better treatment than. Which is wild to think that because Baylor's such a scumbag university historically. I, I've never, I, to be honest, I've never like paid that close attention to really like to, to they love Dave Aranda is why the, the, they and, love him and and the national media after the whole <laughs> the T-shirt thing for Gundy they're not huge Gundy yes. people. No, they aren't. They like I I I don't know. But uh, JT Daniels, my take watching that game Thursday, I think he's the. <sighs> This is a take. I think he's probably the third best quarterback in the conference. Him and Gabriel are like two. Fine, Ewers and Ewers and Spencer, I, I think. JT yeah. like he's he makes some really really good throws. If you uh, West Virginia doesn't get Jaylen a lot Daniels of eyeballs, Jalen Daniels would be in that that same tier, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I think talent wise, like Ewers is probably be- he's definitely the best, but like 
to this point, but what we've seen from him and how many games he's, he's won, some, him and Spencer are the top tier. Yeah, I think Ewers is going to be uh, top five in NFL draft pick, but right now, I mean, he definitely still does make some. But d- I, some, I like do that, that when he threw it behind the line of scrimmage. Did you see? It? Yeah, against Iowa State. People should watch. Insane. People should watch JT Daniels a little bit. I mean, he was a four or five star going to USC, top re- recruit in the country. Like, he's good. Um, West Virginia he's is not that great. Yeah, he doesn't have like that. I don't trust any quarterback that wears a glove, man. Especially Kenny Pickett wears two. Can't hey, trust now. that. Hey, no. That's My bad. No, Clint. I'm Clint. I'm sorry. Peyton Manning yeah, wore gloves. Yeah, and he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field at the end of his career. He had to only wore gloves for weather. No, at the end of his career, he started wearing two gloves full-time, and he looked ridiculous. Big Ben started doing it, too, when he couldn't throw more than 20 yards. Uh, whatever. Oh. Um, the other game I wanted to shout out. Oh, since since I've seen, moved since I've moved to Buffalo or to Rochester, New York, the Bills and Syracuse are eleven and one. Wow. One loss between the two of them. I am good luck to the people of Western New York. Um, I went to a Syracuse game a couple weeks ago. I really like their quarterback. He's just a big old bruiser, man. He just runs people over. And then their running back is really funny too. The way he tweets after games. Have you guys seen those? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. What's, what's his name? Uh, his first Tucker, name. His last name's Tucker. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean let Tucker? me find one of his tweets and read it. It is hilarious. He's like he just tweets a review of the game from uh, his his own account. <laughs> Did any other games stand out to you while I look for this tweet? Um. I mean, we we discussed Baylor's loss. Um, Deuce, uh, I mean, Kentucky with a nice win over Mississippi State, 27-17. Um, Levis came back. Offense was super stagnant early, but we got it going late. That was kind of a, a wild back and forth second half um, yeah. and a much-needed win for Kentucky. Um, I had Kentucky money there. line, actually. They were a four-and-a-half-point dog. Oh, I thought that was a little suspicious. Yeah, but Sean, no. Um, Sean Tucker, Saturday. Saturday, we won Syracuse 24, NC State 9. I'm pleased with the outcome of the game and how our fans rocked the dome. 6 and 0, but we're not done. I'm pleased with my performance, but there's more I can do. The grind never stops, nor will 34. 14 carries for 98 yards. A touchdown, four receptions, 14 yards. Hashtag pleased. He tweets a recap of his stats every single game. Honest man. Season. Yeah, no, he's, he's hilarious, but he's really freaking good. It's yeah. They got Clemson I wonder, Saturday. Huge yeah, one in the in game. the Carrier Dome. Huge game. Yeah, you should go. Are you going to? You're going to. I'm. I'll be at Oklahoma State uh, Homecoming, the the hundredth yeah. anniversary of Homecoming in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Or else I would be there. I'd be at the Carrier Dome with my friends, my o- brothers. Oklahoma State, where the one place we're frocking or whatever. That, what's it called? What is it when you? <laughs> The, frocking uh, is a fracking is an oil technique. No, not pumping. fracking. What's it called? Pumping, pumping. Pumping is where you take paper mache and stick it into a chicken wire fence. Oklahoma State students, for those who don't know, spend freshman Greek life students spend about goodness gracious. Um, I don't know. It is miserable. How, I, how many hundreds, hours a week? Would you literally take hundreds of hours. We I think we pulled our fair share of all nighters back in the day. It was uh, it's a lot of work for the freshmen. OU's pomping homecoming trades are an embarrassment. I saw a picture. It's not an embarrassment. It's just such a different game over there, man. Yeah, it's just funny. They just do like a little parade of a trailer 
And for then, those who don't know, Oklahoma State does these big giant house decks, so like welds and moving parts, and it takes up the whole front yard of these paper mache creations. So it's insane. Uh, OU, doesn't have enough, uh, OU doesn't have enough ag students to like run the machinery. Ag students, you just need some guys. You just need some good old country boys with welds, man. That's all you need. <laughs> it's a good time though. The homecoming, uh, they do a big walk around Friday, so it's fun. No, it's 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 it's. I've never seen it in person, but. It's funny because as a freshman, when you're sitting there pumping all night for the fourth night in your row, you're like, wow, when I'm a, when I'm an older member, I'm going to show up and help these guys pump. And then you become that older member. And it's like, why the hell would I go to the the house and help these guys? Like, why would I do that? It's a circle of life. Um, Yeah. Let's uh, really quick. Actually, now we'll do this next, next week. We'll start discussing a little playoff talk, but we'll save it. We'll okay. save that for, for next week. Let's get into yeah. uh yeah, let's get into some picks. One game we just brought up Clemson uh minus 13 and a half uh, against Syracuse. That's too many against my orange men. Too many. I disagree. I'm, uh, I'm already Q- on. I'm, is it in I'm on it's Clemson in yeah, it's in Syracuse. Give me the cues. No, Give it's at, orange it, it's it's at Clemson. Oh oof, oof, my goof. I don't even know if Syracuse has played a game away from home this year. <laughs> Feels like they've played every game at home. Um, I'll still take Syracuse just for the sake of um, being different. Dude, I'm I'm pretty. I think Clemson is a good. You think they're back? I, mean, they, I I need to see them play a, a good football team because I don't think they've really played anyone. Wake Forest is is the only I feel like good team they've played, and Wake Forest took them to the to the. Like, they didn't beat NC State, but I'm not. I wasn't a buyer even with Leary. Um, I want to see them play like an elite team, which they won't do until 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 Saturday they get there. Whoa, excuse me. Syracuse has athletes. (laughs) They got Sean Tucker. Syracuse, I I just looked it up. Their one true road game was against UConn, and they obliterated them. So they haven't played on the road yet. Yeah, I mean they've beaten they they handled Louisville. They beat Purdue, who's all right. They but I mean they 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 squeaked by Purdue. They squeaked by Virginia, uh, UVA. Yeah, I mean, they're. I think it. I, but, I don't think I'll make a play on this game if you're adamant about it. I think if it did get to above 14, like 14 5, uh, I would take Syracuse just because that's a lot of points for a conference game. Yeah. Clemson won any money against Florida State last week. Uh, I'm going to keep riding, keep riding Clemson. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, one of note in the uh, AAC SMU is hosting Cincinnati, uh, three point home dog. Uh, Pony's offense looks really good again. Mordecai seems to have gotten healthy and uh, lit up Navy last week, putting up big numbers. Um, but Cincinnati's kind of been a thorn in SMU side um, over the last few years. Uh, they have been front most teams in that conference. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good one. I think SMU will, will play them close, but um, I'm not I'm not taking SMU over over Cincinnati until I actually see it happen. What is the total on this game? I'm trying to pull it up real quick. I assuming it's pretty high, um, but I, I like the I'm total. I probably wouldn't. I probably yeah. Really... I probably wouldn't touch a side on this either. But if I was going to, I'd take the total because Cincinnati scores a fair amount of points as well. It's uh, 59 and a half. I yeah. If I was like going to take anything, I'd take 59 and a half. I actually do like that number, but then again, I'm wrong. Um, I finally had a good week for the first time in weeks. So wait, let me. I'm trying to. SMU has struggled to move the ball in Cincinnati. Um, Historically. Um, the last few years, at least. 
um, gotcha. fickle. I mean, but um, yeah, well, well I, I'm going to look at that, but we can just go ahead and get to the next game. Uh, let's go to some of these big 12 games. Texas Tech is a seven-point favorite in Lubbock uh, against West Virginia. I think this seven seems like kind of a lot of points here. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of leaning. If I, if I had a lean, I would lean, and I might sprinkle some, some West Virginia. Um, I like Texas Tech to win, but – I had a lean to be WVU and then the over as well. I think this is actually a relatively high total. I need to just pull them up on my phone as we speak. But um, both these teams are not great at defense, and both these teams can score, especially if Baron Morton is playing quarterback Saturday. Um, He had a weekend to get healthy for Tech last week on the bye, and he looked really sharp against Oklahoma State, and West Virginia's defense is actually worse than OSU's, which is um, saying something. So if I did have a play, it would be the over and – West Virginia with the points at home. That's just, it's a tough place to play. The total 66 and a half. So um, I'll, I'll take the over in West Virginia plus the seven. Uh, how about uh, really quick? I looked it up. Uh, yeah. SMU for those, this is my, my um, concern with the over there. SMU's last three games against Cincinnati, they scored 20 points, 13 points and 14 points. So gotcha. Uh, that's not great. No, I mean, I, I feel like most betting people would say you don't look at that, but in the back of my head, I'm still still a little worried since he's got their number. But um, let's let's go back into some of these uh, Big Twelve games. Baylor eight point favorite against Kansas. Uh, what do you think they uh, they bounce back in a big way? Or I just said uh, Baylor sucks. So I I just said Baylor sucks. So <laughs> I think I got to go with Kansas. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by Kansas too. I I don't know if you can tell me Baylor is a better football team than Kansas. Not definitively, no. Um, especially if especially Baylor's trotting out a especially if Baylor's trotting out a freshman, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, KU can't stop anybody though. They're, I mean, they're bad on defense. Um, I imagine if Baylor has to play their backup like redshirt freshman, they're going to run the ball a lot. Which, oh, you gashed Baylor or KU this past Saturday. I don't think I'd take a side, but I mean, if I did, it'd be Baylor minus eight. I take Baylor's and and their side. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think Baylor wins this one. Unfortunately, I hope I'm starting to get worried about KU not making. Where do they get that sixth win? Where do you get the sixth win? God, that'd be the worst beat of all time. Iowa State's got to be. Oh, they've already got yeah. Iowa State. Yeah, and they uh, beat them. I mean, I I think they'll find a way to to get it, but. There's they're gonna they're gonna win the the sunflower again. showdown in the last week of the season. That could be electric. That could be game day. What's uh, where is that game this year? I think it's in Manhattan. I could be very wrong on that though. I'm, it, I don't it, fucking know. It is. It's yeah in Manhattan. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take um, in that when we get there. But all right, LSU, Ole Miss, and Baton Rouge. I will be I will be there first uh, Death Valley experience this weekend. Let's so, go. Uh, what time's the game? Two thirty. So oh, uh, not a not you know, quite a night game, but you're I getting love a good night experience. Kick, but for like getting to and from Baton Rouge, I, I think that's, that's the, the best, the best time, way yeah, as a commuter because to get to New Orleans, you got to take there's like one way. I mean, unless you want to go around like Monty yeah. train. Yeah, which doesn't <laughs> sound very fun. No, so um, 
I'm fired up though. Like this, I mean, everything I hear, I mean, I think it's one of a top two. I mean, I probably arguably, I would say the, the best atmosphere in college football. I think I really said who's the real death Valley, it, them, them or Clemson. I think LSU. Clint, who do you think the right. real death Valley is? Clemson or LSU? Yeah, I'd probably say LSU. I think whoever's better gets to be Death Valley. That's how I would look at it. Yeah, the re- only reason I'd say LSU is just because of their, you know, like at least in the, early in our lifetime, they were good while Clemson really wasn't good. Yeah. They were great while, while Clemson wasn't. Yeah. So I just feel like they've had a little longer claim. I, I want to say I think Clem- I think LSU is going to beat them. I'll, I'm probably going to bet the one and a half. I don't think Ole Miss is that good. Did you see how that, that line, I mean, Flip immediately. LSU opened up as, as a favorite, slight favorite. Yeah, I wish I would have gotten off yeah. then, but it is yeah, what it I is. Know, I, like I, I don't think Ole, I, I Ole think Miss L- is that good. I think, yeah, I think Ole Miss is fraud, are frauds. I mean, they are frauds. What have they done? What have they done? They, they barely squeaked by Tulsa. They didn't, yeah, they didn't like crush Vanderbilt. I mean, they kind of, they played them. Vanderbilt was in that they game separated the third late. quarter. Yeah. I mean, Auburn hung. I mean, they couldn't stop. Auburn they, stinks. And yeah. they almost beat Ole Miss. They had a chance to beat Ole Miss last week. Um, yeah, I'm not I, – I think LSU might – I mean, I think they're – Ole Miss – I mean, they definitely can win. I think they're pretty similar football teams, though, I would say. Yeah. And LSU playing at home. Yeah. Like, I agree. I would have loved to get a plus one and a half. Or, um, but, yeah, I think that would be a, a good game. Um, how about – do you have any, like, any thoughts on, on the over on that one? No, that totals like I don't. SEC totals are so odd to me, unless it's Tennessee or Alabama. Like, see, that seems ridiculously high because I watched Tulsa yeah. kind of like stifle Ole Miss for a full half, and TU's defense has been they got gashed by Navy. So, um, Consider which me is a different story altogether. Yes, if I was yeah. going to play the under, a tournament, I'm going to look more into. Yeah, like you can't tell me that that total should be three points lower than Oregon. Only three points below Oregon, UCLA, which is sixty nine and a half. Yeah, and Oregon's. Right? No, I agree with that. Yeah, that. What do you? But, what, I mean, then again, Vegas. Game? Vegas knows. Yeah. What I I've learned um, this year. Vegas doesn't uh, bet on teams; they bet on numbers. That's how their whole thing works. So, whatever their formula is telling them that total should be, they think they've they've actually gotten. They're, they're right on the money. They seem they they uh they make a little money so. Yeah, they they, they do. <laughs> pre- the house does pretty good. Like for example, yeah. Oregon minus six and a half. They're at home versus UCLA Saturday, right? Um, or on the yeah. road in, in Eugene, Eugene. Big games. Um, another big atmosphere. That'll be one of the few. Like I feel like Utah and Oregon are the two atmospheres. We're like, man, that's a a, a big time college football atmosphere. I I. I like Bo Nix at home. He's like such a different quarterback when he plays in home in home games versus road. DTR is, feels like he's been playing for a hundred years, especially with Chip Kelly as his coach. But I don't think I like six and a half. But I do like Oregon here, um, and I like that. No, I probably I kind of like the over in this game as well. But if I was going to bet a side, it'd be Oregon. I think Oregon does win the game. I think Oregon wins it too. I'm not a I'm not, not bought it on UCLA, although I do think the way they handled Utah was, was impressive. Um, DTR looked really good in that D, one. DTR is a, I think DTR is a guy that's a lot like Spencer Sanders where there's so much history that like 
you have all these memories. You only really have the bad image. Yeah, you only have the bad. You don't. And have so I think my my view of him might be might be flawed. But I have a hard time believing them. That being said, similar to, to Bo Nix, I mean, you never know which. I mean, I yep. think, and I think DTR is probably the more reliable guy. Like I think it's more likely Bo Nix yeah. goes out and throws four picks than 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 DTR. So, yep. um, I, I probably would lean Oregon to win, but I'm probably staying away. If, and, if, and if I did anything, I I, I would lean. I might look into to UCLA if that thing gets to a touchdown, which I doubt it will. Got it. Um, Bama in a bounce back game. Um, I would not bet against against. Yeah, I would not bet. They're gonna they're gonna slaughter them like pigs. There's no chance they don't beat the tar out of these guys. And and Leach is the type of guy that when he's got a team that's gonna lose. I feel like I'll bounce. I think this could get ugly. Yeah. yeah. He, so he, uh, I saw a stat. He averages like 15 points a game against Saban. They this over is going to be Alabama. enormous, right? This has got to be it, it, enormous. The, I need to find the stat. They are bad against Alabama. 61. Mike Leach is. Mike Leach is terrible against Alabama. That's probably why he like can't score against them. They average like 14 yeah, yeah. and a half points a game against Nick Saban. Um, Bama's going to roll. You think that would be it. I agree. I can't, but. The thing is, when you're Alabama, though, you get everybody's like best. And Mississippi State, after a loss, um, I guess you never know. But I, if it gets below three touchdowns, I will be taking Alabama. Otherwise, I won't touch it. I'm with you there. With you there. Uh, Kansas State, TCU, Kansas State, three-and-a-half-point uh, dog in Fort Worth, right? Yep. Uh, Their schedule has been so favorable. It's insane. I think this says that, uh, Vegas does not respect uh, TCU, but they're because they're not that good. Players. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm with I'm you. Not, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was about to say I just sound salty because we lost. I don't think they're that good. Big, Big Twelve power rankings. I would have I'm, them still. Where behind. do you have them? I would have them behind OSU and Texas. Legally, I feel like, like I have to put them second. Or first because they beat OSU and they have less losses than Texas. State? I don't T one T one. I'd say K State, TCU, um, Texas, OSU. That'd be my four, five. Totally have. I mean, it is. Yeah, you. It is kind of. It feels criminal putting OSU in front of TCU. Just, yeah, you can't do that. Then you're the, then you're the guy that's like it's like yeah we just saw okay so I'd probably go we saw I'd we saw have to go to TCU one OSU two. Texas three, K State. Who is K State beaten? Like OU? Not Tulane. We found out OU is not that good. So originally those ones right. look impressive. And then that happens every year. You get to week 10 and you're like, well, we beat them in week five, but they stink. Right. Um, so who is who has K State beaten? N- I mean, they, they no, barely, they, they no got the one. Floyd Fest with, with, with Iowa State. Iowa State's just a tough out. There's no two ways around that. They're just, you can't. They're not going to go down looking on three pitches. But Do you know, K State's the last team, the last team to have uh, uh, not thrown an interception this year. Really? Yeah, Martinez is. Uh, that's wild stuff that he's like that good all of a sudden again, or ever. This is the best yeah. he's ever looked in his life. I'm gonna. T- oh my god! It goes against me saying TCU is not that good if I don't. If TCU, I take them, I like TCU. I like TCU too. I still don't think they're that good, but I don't think K State's that good. Is anybody in the Big Twelve that good? It's not. It's not November. It's not November yet. It's not November yet. Sonny Dykes Does Dykes typically choke in November? Is that like his choking? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, he's like uh, – here, I got it pulled up. I have this tweet pulled up. His he is record a good coach, and, I guess. His record in, the, uh, in September and October at SMU was uh, 24 and 7, so that's a 77 percent uh, one percentage. His record in November uh, was six and ten. That's a three seventy-five. Okay, yeah, percent. that's bad. Yeah, so, so I'll take I'll take TCU. Yeah, no, so we're October still. So he's uh, yeah, I'm with you. That I'm not. I'm not sold like on either team. I'm not sold on anybody in the Big Twelve. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> that's going to be fun though. Yeah, exactly. A lot of fun. Um, all right. Uh, last one here. Big one for you. Uh, Texas, six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Oklahoma State. Uh, I'll open it up and let you kind of close this thing out. I love the pokes. Uh, like I said earlier, if I get to seven, I'm gonna, I'll definitely uh, partake. But even at six-and-a-half, I think that's a great number. I'm, Like I said earlier, I think Texas is really good. They've got a lot of, a lot of weapons and offense. Um, and, obvi- and obviously have talent, but, you know, they beat an OU team that had Davis Bevel out there. The Alabama win, or Alabama close game, while impressive, not I mean, nearly, I don't think, what we thought it to be um, at the time. They struggled against Iowa State. They didn't really put away West Virginia until late. So, um, I just, I it, it confuses me. I, I'll probably take some, some poke money line. This comes down to me to the health of Spencer Sanders and the ability to outscore um, Quinn Ewers in Texas. I am, I'm going to take the pokes. I don't know if we're going to win. I'll take, I'll just side with Vegas and say UT probably wins just because I don't think Spencer is that healthy. I definitely think OSU covers though. Mike Gundy's really good in these spots, especially as a home dog. Um, if you have prop bets available, I'd also look into Quinn Ewers yards. Um, he's probably going to gash. He's very, very good at throwing the football, and our secondary has been a little lackluster lately, and they, they've been on the field for a lot of plays the past two weeks, close to over 200 plays. So I'd look into Quinn Ewers' yards. I kind of like that over. Another one yeah, I, over. yeah, the total's relatively lower than I thought. Um, I don't hate the total. But OSU did get some film last week on how to stop Texas. Um, maybe t- Texas, it was a really tough spot. That was another reason I bet Iowa State last week. Iowa State's defense really good. Yeah, and the, the Campbell stat about the being the big underdog, and then it was a sandwich spot for UT, right? Big emotional one against OU. Look ahead spot last week to this one Saturday. So um, I I think OSU can definitely win the game, but I'm going to – I'll I'll take OSU points, but I think UT does win. I'll probably take OSU and the over. I'm taking OSU to win outright. Thank you for your support. I, I really think – You need this one, though. If you want to be in Arlington, you have to win Saturday. And then you go to K-State the next week. So I mean, it, there's no a, off weeks in this conference. I feel like this is a game that should be a night game. Like, this is one of those games that traditionally – I was a little surprised now. that it wasn't the night game. But then again, I'm not a TV executive. So Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should be in a, a great atmosphere, though. Yes. Um, you guys have a thing for the Longhorns as well, so uh, like like everyone, so um, should be fun too. Top twenty games, so uh, yeah. Uh, if it could be anything like last last weekend, that would be that would be fun. Um, yep. So 
yeah, just, you know, not, not setting that bar too high. Um, but yeah, uh, should be another fun weekend of college football. Um, as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the regular season, which is crazy over halfway through now. So we're ex- yeah, half exactly halfway over halfway, um, right around the halfway point. So, uh, subscribe to the fifth year podcast on Apple, on Spotify, give a five-star rating, uh, leave a comment. Uh, when we do interviews, we'll post those on YouTube. So follow our YouTube channel, subscribe to that as well. Um, we're at fifth year podcast on all forms of social media. As always, appreciate you listening and uh, yeah, have a good week.